Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. Looking forward to speaking to you, getting your questions and your comments. Hatzlacha. The number to call in to ask your question is 718-683-5858, Where we are... Um, first, Rav Nissen, you would like to announce something about RCCS that we're having. Okay, so uh, I would say that uh, to our dear listeners, tomorrow night we're going to broadcast from RCCS Barbecue. And uh, everybody know it's an East 21st Street. And tomorrow, uh, rain shining, raining, this is, will be. And uh, DJ Yuda and Elchanan Amada from J-Root Radio will be the MC of the event. And everybody is invited over there. Please uh, join us over there. And uh, the details will give more information later also. Can we continue uh, with the broadcast? Thank you, Robert yeah. Mordechai. And I know that you have to announce something. Yeah, for me, it's actually very, I should say, very touching. Today, last night and today, is my grandfather's yard site, Lil Nishma, Sereb Zev, Ben Rabbi Yitzchak Aaron. And for me, what is so special is about his grandfather is many levels, but number one, he is a Holocaust survivor. Not just a Holocaust survivor, a Holocaust survivor that was at the prime of his teenage years. And as we know, many, many people that went through the war, unfortunately, walked out with a lot of pains, with a lot of anger, frustration, which makes sense, being in a world that the whole world turned on you, being that then being treated worse than cattle. He went through the long marches, beaten up. There are physical marks on him from the from the pains that he went through, lost, lost family throughout everything, and he rebuilt. And not just did he rebuild, but he rebuilt with someone with always with a great heart. I just would like to say two, three stories that I heard. One of them is from my cousin that was just telling me that he remembers, you know, little kids. And when he was pouring him a drink, and sure enough, this little grandson spills it all over the table. And as you could imagine, or as unfortunately some of us know that when parents, to their own children, when it happens, we get tense. Imagine a Holocaust survivor, and my grandfather was the most kindest, gentlest soul that was out there, and all he did was patiently wiped it up with that ever-present smile that he had, and what he was able to do was just pour him another cup. There's another story that, to me, means a lot, and it just shows a little bit how therapy, I should say, is more in the blood. But my grandfather, on the Shabbos Sudas, what they would have in the family was my grandparents always had people sitting and eating by them at the Sudas, and a lot of them, unfortunately, were sometimes emotionally affected by the war. And there was this one story where someone that was sitting at the Shabbos table decided that the easiest way to marry into my grandfather's family, to marry into the, to the Pearlstein family, is a very hush of a pre-war family and post-war family for everything that they have done for Klal Yisrael, both in learning and both in helping people. He assumed the easiest way to do that is he picked up a knife during the Shabbos table and was chasing my grandfather around the table on the Shabbos table. This is my mother remembers the story, my uncle remembers the story. And after chasing around a couple of times, the guy realized he's not going to be able to get my grandfather, so he just put down the knife. And they sort of calmed them down, and that person continued. They continued to sue and continued eating in their house many times. It was just understood that people were affected. And if you need a place where to have the suda, the Pearlstein's family by my grandfather, by Reb Wolf, was a house. And by my grandmother, Yabad Chaim, which is still alive, and Bar Hashem, should it be Zaychatav and Arichas Yom to another 120. 
that mm-hmm. was the place where you were able to go, a place where you knew that you had it. One other little story, and with that we're going to finish, was at the Shiva, which was two years ago. Someone came over to my uncle and told him a story and said, I'll tell you about your father, but again, for those in the family, we all know that this is classical of my grandfather. And that is, he had a business, and at the time of the business, he lost his business, so he opened up a second business. And in that business, he further had a very difficult time, and he was talking to my grandfather, saying, you know, I have a very hard time getting store credits in the industry. My grandfather said, really? He says, listen, just stay in your business. Don't close businesses, because Parnosa is hard. You know, maybe Hashem will be able to turn around the mazel. And this person comes over to my uncle probably 50, 40, 50 years later saying, let me tell you what I found out many years later, that your father went over to the several big companies in the store, in the industry, and said, I'm guaranteeing this person whatever losses he will have, I will guarantee it. So this person never approached my grandfather, never knew or never knew that my grandfather is the one that supposedly made that siyata deshmaya, made that Hashem just helped, that all of a sudden he got store credit and he was able to continue the business and support a family, and there are many, many such more stories. The concept that I would like to share is when I was by the caver this morning was thinking, people, we go through difficulties. We all go through difficulties. We cannot compare the tragedies and the difficulties that our grandparents went through or our aunts and uncles went through. There's nowhere close that we can go through anyone that has gone through the war. But in this generation, we're having an emotional holocaust, pain. It's scary, the pains that we're going through. But if we can look at those that have gone through the physical pains and the love and the caring that they had for Kalei the love and the caring that they gave each person, they didn't have a need to build up and get their fame and have their names all over buildings and have everyone say how great they are. They didn't have that need. All their growth was, can we build up a bias now Yisrael? Can we build up Kalei Yisrael? It was a dark time. And look at the siyata d'shmaya that the Rebbein has given for those of you that are alive, for those of you that are listening to Holocaust survivors, for those of us that have parents, that are parents that way, for me, grandparents, for my children, that's great-grandparents, to be able to look at them and to be zeicha, that we should be able to continue the path. So for those of you that still have grandparents that are alive, that are Holocaust survivors, whether they went through the Holocaust, whether they had to run to other parts of the world, wherever that should be, Let's take a moment and learn that we have their strength in our genetics. It's in us. Their emunah and betachem, where maminim b'nei maminim, whichever country you are, whether you're in the Europe country, whether you're in the Sephardi countries, tragedies has befallen Klal Yisrael, to realize that this power is within us, and to continue doing another mitzvah, and a mitzvah b'seser, that was one of my grandfather's main strong points of just doing things without speaking. And this should be a schus for his neshama again, for Abzev, for Yitzchak Aaron, Oh, and also for each and every one of us to be that grandparent for our grandchildren, to be that parent for that child of ours where we had the patience, where we didn't have to take the credit, where that child could feel that, wow, look at what they succeeded. And really, as every parent knows, that it's our backing that we are over there. Yes, amen. So now what we'd like to focus this program on is a program on Shaduchim. We'd like to get help. We're going to also take questions and messages because some of you might feel embarrassed to ask your question and the number to text or to call, first of all, because we'd like to get calls about Shaduchim, how we can help. What you can do is within your power. What we can change, how to be aware, 
And the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And the number to text is 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. who would you like to go to? We have Mrs. T. Mrs. T, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes, hello. Yes, hello. Yeah, hello. It's not a Shidduch question. Okay. But, um, first of all, thank you so much for your program. Oh, um, yes. I have a question. Go ahead. Um, if I had a classmate over 20 years ago who I felt has wronged me, there was a lot of fric- friction between us, and um, I know the healthy thing is, is to have it out. And I'm actually going on the same vacation place as her, as this particular friend. Um, now, I know that she, she's, if I'm going to approach her, she's going to deny it. And I might come out more resentful and hurt from it. Should I ignore it or should I approach her and have it out? All right, so let me go ahead and share with you the response that we respond to everyone. You're asking me a should it question, means an advice. I would not want to take upon myself to tell you to do something yes or no, and then I would be stuck with the outcome, with whatever feelings. If you like, we can discuss what are your options if you do A, what are your options if you do B. That we can discuss, and we'll have you recognize that you really know what you'd like to do. Um, I know what I'd like to do. I know it's like it's a feeling that I have that has been over these last few years, this last, you know, going back a long time. But I know her her personality. I know what she's sort of going to answer. So it's sort of, I don't know what the right thing to do. So let's rephrase it. It's not that you don't know what the right thing to do is. You know what, you know the two options and both are painful. So if you remain quiet, you'll be suffering. If you say something, she'll be suffering, which will then make you suffer. And what you're feeling is, I'm assuming now, that you're in, that you feel trapped. And your question is really you're trapped for many, many years. And when people ask your question, the questions are many times a lot deeper. It's not just with this relationship. It's with many relationships. That what you're doing is you're finding yourself trapped when you want to do something, but you're always concerned that someone else might be hurt. Correct. So this um, question. Day to so, day. No, no. Let's not go day to day. Let's let's try not to minimize my question as a sort of saying it's. Oh, it's not in general. Your question is when it gets a difficult time, that it's you have certain needs you don't know how to defend yourself. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, otherwise you would have the and, answer to this. I generally, I am a very, I'm very open person. If I have problems with people, I do have it out. I'm not a person that would hide under, and I do think that I'm quite open usually. So that's why I'm just stuck in this particular relationship. Okay. That I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. I know you're staying up from England, and I know it is so, so late. We've just gotten several messages from people that they're really asking if we can please stay to the topic of Shaduchim. And is that okay? Can I please ask? Because I, I would like to give you time, and I feel it's going to be about a 10 to another 15-minute topic discussion. And okay. we're getting people at, like sending in text messages because they don't feel comfortable to ask their question, okay. and they're asking about Shaduchim. So 
Is that okay if I ask you to call her next week, please? Okay, fine. I'll do that. Yeah. Great. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you. So I just want you to realize, I want to give you time. It's not a yes or no question, and I want to give you the 10 to 15 minutes. So. Okay. Fine. Okay. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, I appreciate yes, it. Fine. Unless you want to bring up an awareness about Shaduchim, we can take that. No, I'm not. Fine. I'm happy to for the Shaduchim questions to come. Yeah. Fine. Thank you. Okay. Good thank night. you. I appreciate you waiting up. All right. So let's go ahead and, first of all, the number we'd like to have you in or call in your question, which is the best. 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. That's me and her of Nissen. We'd like to help create more an awareness, a goal for Shaduchim, helping out if there are any questions. And you can text in your Shaduch question. We want to focus on Shaduchim or for ideas. So please feel free to text in the question to 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. And again, we usually do not take text questions, but because we're getting some people that are having that issues, that we're there embarrassed to call, and we would like to, we would take that. So let's go ahead and start reading um, one we question We have plenty of uh, yeah. messages, you know, plenty of the messages. Yes. So thank you for your unbelievable programs, which are helping so many people out there. I am a single girl in Shaduchim in my low 20s. By nature, I am very indecisive, and this is becoming, and this is becoming an even more compounded while dating. And I nitpick on everything and have a very hard time committing to a life decision, wondering if I will regret it right after. Any advice can you give? I'd appreciate it. Thanks again for everything. Wow, Harvness, can we discuss this together? Because I feel I'm going to take the therapy point of view, and I'd like you to take the Seichel Hayasha point of view. Uh, okay? Yeah, I just, uh, I'm trying to, uh, to see, where is the, the text? What, what just, I'm just trying to see the text. Uh, let me just, yeah, let me just find the text. Okay, start with uh, this. I'll try to find the text uh, because so many texts is here. Yeah, I see. We're just being bombarded by the text. Okay. So this girl is asking a question, and the question is as follows. She's in her low 20s, and by nature, which I'm going to discuss in a moment, but by nature, she feels she's indecisive. She doesn't know how to make a decision. So now when it comes to Shaduchim and you have to make a life decision, it's compounded. It's so much harder to make that decision. Do I have any advice how to help her? And I would like to start with point number one. I don't believe anyone has a nature that they don't know how to decide what they want. And let me prove it to you. Have you ever seen a baby that is born that does not know how to ask to cry, scream for food, or cry or scream when it's hungry or when it's dirty? Babies know how to do it. I don't think I've ever seen a one-year-old or a two-year-old when they want a certain doll or a toy and they're in a toy store that they're not screaming for it. They might be a little bit of a better nature, as we might want to call it, where they're not crying that long or you couldn't convince them to get something else. But everyone knows what they want. What happens is when we get older, we start forgetting sometimes on how to make decisions means we start being aware of when we ask for something, the pain and the difficulties that come. So we're real soon realizing that if we make this decision, then it might be painful if we do another decision, which is the beauty of being adulthood, which is the beauty of being a teenager, where we start recognizing our decisions or the ramifications of our decisions. Now we start having some doubts. Did I do the right choice? I want to avoid pain. 
Now, let's understand this. This is a healthy process every single adult must learn. How to make a decision, how to get sometimes pain from a decision so we learn how to correct our mistakes and do things differently. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens is when it comes to Shaduchim, and when it comes to Shaduchim, and we didn't learn those lessons in our childhood years, which means the parents or we, or let's say the parents did teach us, but we went through certain pains or difficulties that we're afraid to learn it, or we have anxiety or fears, or during the teenage years, we're always hid behind other people. You make the decision, you make the decision. Now when it's a marriage and it's a lifetime decision, we're petrified. See, here's where I'm, this is why I would like you to get involved, because here's where I'm going to think as a therapist, and that's where I've coached many people, and we have a lot of people in the center coming for that. And what we're finding is that you don't have a hard time making the decision. What we need the guidance, and here's where the coaches come, and the dating coaches, which is popular, is someone, an outsider. We'll get to the minute where parents, yes, they should be involved, but an outsider, me as a therapist, we start helping you be, be comfortable making mistakes. And usually it doesn't start with a shidduch one, with a big decision. Life decision starts with easier issues that come up. How to be comfortable and easy, and it's okay if you make that mistake and then to even be a leader, and then to how to have doubts and how to make decisions when you see the other option is also there. This is all part of making decisions. And sometimes it can take a year of therapy or two years for the person to get comfortable depending on how much they haven't had. So that's where many times dating coaches come in. They're not therapy. They don't think like therapists. They don't think in long term. We need to get you strong. You go to the dating coach, and they just tell you, this is something you shouldn't be afraid of. You're not having a good conversation. What are three, four conversations that are hard for you to bring up? And they tell you, bring up these three conversations, even though it's hard. And usually the person says, oh, it's so hard, but I've got to bring it up. And then the conversation, it's an icebreaker, and then the topics break. So that's, again, me as a therapist or me working sometimes when we work as a life coach. You just got to do this. But here's where I want to have Nissen. Does everyone really need a life coach? Come on. Can't people just speak to their parents? And I believe they should. Would you explain to me, because you've married off several kids. What happens when your kid is in doubt, like this 20, early 20-year-old, 20 right? I'm sure while you're in the dating process, before you're sure, there's doubt. How do you reassure your kids? I tell you the truth that I know. I, I, I know my, kids, my kids don't like my answers. I just rely on the Kadosh Baruch Hu, and that's it, you know. I said, that, you know, let's, let's put it in perspective. I don't, you know, as, as a married many, many years, and uh, Baruch Hashem, until my same with the same with my wife, and I, I really, uh, she is my best friend, and my, my kids, uh, mother, and everything. Many times we're thinking that you know we we get this uh, you know illusion of the the night on the white horse or the Cinderella you know yeah. just getting getting the 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 beauty and everything and we have to look in the, the right perspective from the Jewish way and you know we are not we are affected by the the Jewish way but true that what we have to do is basically to follow the Jewish way and this is calling to all our, all of the you know the the people that uh, somehow thinking that uh, nobody is good better than them and they cannot find the match you know and there's a richer point that uh, in in life and I said uh, certain life we know this what do you call it the the I call it the pizza syndrome slice of pizza and yeah, a cook everyone wants a cookie cutter syndrome I want everyone to look the same exactly the the that yeah. way without any differences to that and and you know that the problem the problem that this you know just take a look what happened to your parents 
What happened to your friend's wife or to your friend's husband after a few years? Is the, 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 the perfect per, per, uh, inmate? And we ourselves, you know, just, you know, and during the years, and there's a lot of, you know, misunderstanding, mis, you know, misconception. We're coming for, each one of us is coming from a different background. The whole idea to stay married and keep a good relationship, basically, to overcome our, my personal problem and give, give away. Because, you know, it's, you have to give in order to get. If you want to yeah. be a king, you have to treat your wife as a queen. You want to yeah. be a queen, you have to treat your husband as a king. It's give and take all the time. This is the relationship between that. And yeah, our young people, I that in Shiduchim, is to look on this midot of givers, giving, no, not a certain midot that we have to be careful. Yes, this is how to inspect it. That's why the program here. Program is this. We coming to the to, to show open eyed to many many things, and I'm telling you, uh, I'm talking from my heart, and you know this <laughs> that oh, that yeah. uh, that uh, many times I found so many things in our society that basically putting everybody under pressure, and I can again again I I can tell you that uh, I know a person come with a list from his rabbi. What he demanded from the girls that, uh, you know, he come from Israel, now he's a big shot, he's, he's, a, he's a Talmid Chacham, and I'm not joking about it. I really, you know, he's a smart boy and everything good. And he come with a list from the rabbi that he need to, to, to marry a, a girl that will bring supply to him a, a dira apartment, seven years support, you know, with all this, her father supposed to be, a rabbi, a, a, a brother is supposed to be smart and, and, and you know, another rabbi and the, the, at least. And I ask the person, are you serious? What kind of list of this? Oh, my rabbi gave it. But this is really fault. I tell you the truth. That I, I, it's meaning like this, that I would never marry my, my, my daughters. I would never marry. I don't have money for support the 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 chatan and kala. I don't have money to buy a, an apartment. I don't have money to. I am not rabbi. My kids are not rabbi. You know, by Baruch Hashem, I have very good goods. By the but way, hold on. On that, you are you're my rabbi. No, no, no. I'm I'm telling you this. This is something something that yeah. I, I, it's bothered me that the, the root here starting from 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 I don't know. And parents get involved. I tell the kids. I tell everybody. Listen. Let the Kadosh Baruch running the show. You see, girl, she's nice. She has Balat Midot. Don't because we know from our history, from our forefather, Avraham Avinu, if he will go to Shatchan here and, and Flatbush or in Lakewood, he would never get married. Yitzchak, he married a, a daughter of a criminal. Mm-hmm. Big shot criminal, the head of the mafia. Brother, her brother was worse than his father. Right? So nobody yeah. would... We wouldn't be here. Moshe Rabbeinu married, married a, 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 a Shiksa, a Schwarze. You know, that's, that's all true. You know, what, what, yeah. what, 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 what are we talking you know, about? So, so let's try. So the awareness, what you're saying, is that we need to start looking at the boy and the girl. And yes, everything around is very nice, but what we need to focus on is we need to focus on us growing on what are we looking for, what's, what's best for the boy, what's best for the girl. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, exactly. the, 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 let me ask you. Let yes. me ask you. Someone sent me over here a message of this, and mamish to what you're saying. I want to know if one has relatives who are not ready for a shidduch, if one who has a relative that's not ready for a shidduch, however, the family members are pushing for the shidduch. What do you do about it when people ask about the relative? And it's an awareness that the parents should know their children before getting them married. Like, this is similar to what we're talking about. Yes. You know, I said, I said to, to my children, I don't get involved with your marriage. Um, but Abba, Abba, I said, this is not, I'm not, you're going to be, you're going to be, you, you know, don't later blame me that uh, you married, that, that, you know, you have to make choice. I will leading you, I try to find, you, to see if his characteristic is okay, if this, but I would never look if he has, what is his bank account, and what size is he, and is look ugly, or, or you know, what, because today the people looking, the sizes, for example. Yeah. In fact, we got over here another question. I'd like to read that question over here that you sent me. Hi, I have a friend about whom I receive calls. Recently, someone asked me if she's medically well. In parentheses, they're putting it based on the fact that she's overweight. Ending the parentheses. Ending the, the parentheses. As far as I know, she's well. But my question is, does she have to be made aware that people out there are concerned about her health due to her weight? Let me ask you, Arvinus, what do you say if someone's overweight, is there any reason for us to tell her, if someone calls up saying, is she healthy, maybe it's a question, I, I, I think it's similar to your, your concept, and that is, it's scary that today we're creating a pressure on the girls and the boys to have to look at it, to yes. have to look a certain way, because we're asking, yes, I understand that the first thing that you see in a person is their outer complex, so yes, you would assume that you want to know what they look, but is that everything? Like, if someone's a little bit heavier, or even if someone is heavy, what's the big deal? They have a healthy metabolism, they like food, you know they're gesund, you know they're good, Baruch Hashem, you're not worried about all the other problems when someone is too skinny. I wish people will start asking when someone is skinny, are they healthy because they're skinny instead of when they're heavier? Yes. And I, I would say that, uh, uh, did you, you, you ask yourself what happened after the first baby born? What happened to her? What kind of, you know, process? And think right, that and this, you know. clarify that caring and understanding in the marriage grows by the more you care about the person and the outer looks fall, fall away. So let's realize, as you're saying, Shem, you have kids, you get to know each other, that closeness, that emotional connection. Do you know how many people that are coming here for Shalom Bias issues? No one is, very few people are talking about the outer looks unless they were busy with it before and they had issues with either themselves or whatever's going on that's not healthy about that. Most of the time, the issues in the marriage are about the love, are about the caring, are about understanding each other. And what, what type of a girl or boy will then be a mother to your children what type of person will you feel close will you feel understanding you know that you can feel you can share when you have successes when you have the downsides you have someone there to give you the chizik at the painful times that's what it is so many of the questions that we have here of this and i'm going to read them they're all about outer looks yes. it's almost scary let me go ahead and read another one that you sent me over here about looks uh, we're in Shaduchim. Hi, I'm a Shaduchim nowadays, and his Bach's mother wants me to dress a certain way more from than I am and that the boy is. Should I do it just for her? Now, we're not going into Fromkeit. Chas this is what you need to ask a Rav. 
because maybe it is important. Maybe the boy is ready or the boy is not ready. Maybe if you put on something a little bit of more from and you keep to it, it will keep you from going somewhere else. We're not going into the Hashkafa level. But do you notice how your question isn't about will I get along with a boy? What tips? I don't see questions over here. How do we discuss? How can we have a good conversation on a date? What are some questions I should really be able to understand a person? What are things I should look for when we're dating that I should get along? All these questions are, are uh, uh, for those listeners, I, I want to apologize, but it's all about the outer stuff. I'm waiting. I thought we're going to mention, we're going to discuss over here dating, how to help dating. It's going to be how to connect, what's important. You know what we're getting again? Outer stuff. Let me go read over here another message focused on the, uh, on the outer stuff over here. Um, forget it. Let's just read then another topic. But the couple of messages that we're having, it's all about the outer stuff. Yes. Please, guys. Our listeners are of high quality. I want to start creating the awareness. Shaduchim, these are great. Yes, I understand. For my children, will also be asking how tall they are. We just want to know the basics. Are they dressing well? Are they healthy? All that stuff. But the real questions are going to be, how's the personality? Is he or she a bentire means, are they someone that they live with Hashem? Are they happy? Are they positive? Will they treat my daughter or my son well? Will they build on that, caring? Are they someone that you could connect to? Are they someone you can rely on? Is there someone that I feel my son or my daughter will be safe and will be able to build with? How do we make sure that we're dating and we're understanding and we're connecting each other? How do we prepare that if we have a difficulty or a bump while we're dating, which might come up, how do we see to get over it that we should be able to marry? These are the questions I'd like to see from our listeners, because I know that's the level that we are, and maybe sometimes I always call it that we've got to raise the bar. I'd like to raise the bar of our listeners, and I'm very serious. I'd like to hear questions or texts of deeper, meaningful understanding. You're at a certain date, you're at a certain level, and you want to know if you can connect, you want to get that feeling. I really believe our listeners can do that. Yeah, I'm sure so, because this is the whole purpose of the, of the, of the, the this show, that we, we are waiting for just, you know, we had so many questions during the year about uh, people in Shidduchim, and they want uh, how to present themselves, how to, to, to become, you know, uh, t- she wants she want to be uh, in front, you know, they, they show, show him that she, she likes him, but, but she feels that it's, it's not the same conversation with him. So we want to know what to, t- what to talk, how to talk, and how to, to basically to present yourself, your point of view. You have to, yeah, it's not such a thing that you don't have a point of view. It's your ever point of view, you have to understand, and what kind of characteristic to be aware about the person that you're standing or sitting next to him while you're drinking the cup of water or the cup of coffee. This is something that we are very important to, to talk about, discuss about it, right? Excellent. So let's go ahead. So we got over here a message I'd like to address, and I think this is important sort of along those lines with someone saying as follows, and this is important. Waiting, loneliness, waiting, loneliness, the pain of waiting for shidduch for many years is sometimes hard to bear. What insight and advice can you give to the singles and how to cope with this extreme pain? So I'd like to take this question because I feel we can take it in two ways that I'd like to take care of this, and I'd like to hear where you're going to take it. So step number one is, in the Litvisha world, because we've got a lot of people in the Chesidisha system that, it's, that, don't, that most don't have an issue or don't even understand this concept, but let's just try to go ahead and get the concept. And that is that when you're waiting 
and that fear of not knowing. So I sometimes deal with some of the boys, or sometimes people would just stop me in shul, and they would tell me, I'm dating for already three years. And they tell me, if I would know my shidduch is coming in eight years from now, I would stay calm. But there's that fear that I might never get married. It might not be me. And that fear is what I'm worried about. And every time you date, and if you're dating for a year or two, or three years or four years, and people start telling you, oh, you're too picky. Oh, it's not right to you. And I'm not going into if they're right or wrong. You might have an issue. You might be too picky. You've got to work it out. But at the same time, we need to realize that in the Litzvah dating system, sometimes the Bashert doesn't come. Either you're not ready, they're not ready, or just didn't meet the right one for many years. And one of the things we've got to focus on and live on is that you have a life. That means if your entire life is dating, and you're dating for three years, imagine you're trying to do a business, you're working in a business, and every day you're not making money, you're going to be depressed. But if you can also have a life, means grow, do something that you would like, something that interests you, while you're growing, something that will prepare you, that you feel you can be ready, then A, you don't feel that you're wasting your time. You can take courses. I've given recently a parenting workshop that was interesting. Someone called up and said that they're single. Should they take the parenting workshop or not because they could build themselves up? And I even told the person, you know, you don't have to take it now, I'll do it in the future. But I like that concept that why don't you take the workshop and you can use some of the assignments for other things. But I made it clear, you're not taking it as a parenting workshop. You're taking it as information that you can grow, how to delegate, how to prepare yourself. But that's a person that's thinking. That's what I would like us to start, one point for you to start recognizing. If you're stuck waiting for that business to happen, for that deal to come through, and sometimes the Rabbi Nishleilam chooses for it to take a while, and in the Hasidish system, or for those that got married right away, a way you can relate to it is, business. How many times we try to start a business and it can take five or ten years for it to work or it didn't work and then you invest and then you got to start again. So let's recognize this concept of A, building yourself up, don't waiting, don't wait like for it to come, don't feel like you're lonely, build yourself up, step one and step two, and then Harvness and I want to hear your reply, step two is get out there. I yes. know it's hard, especially for girls, where we teach and where we know it's a from girl, an Erluch girl is someone that is going to be more reserved, but it's important to get out there to weddings. It is important to be seen. It's important to go where there are people just looking the way you are. doesn't matter. We don't have to start with the pressures of how you have to look. Just being seen and being natural, you don't know where Hashem sends the Koyach, where He sends the but we've got to do our Hashtadlis. So I spoke to a, a father probably three weeks ago, placed a call, and he says, my Hashtadlis is to call two people a day. He says, and, and he says, I went through the list. I thought of you, Mordechai, and could you please, if you know of anyone. I like that concept. Fathers, mothers, place a call a day. One call to someone. Do Hashtadlis, same to the girls. If you feel like you're waiting then you're going to sort of be pulled down. When you feel you're being proactive, you feel you're working. Now, yes, meet the Shadchanim, speak to the Shadchanim, but as I spoke to one or two of the top Shadchanim, they said 80% of the Shadchanim are not done through Shadchanim. So when we put our hope, our Yeshua, into the Shadchan, we're almost giving away, I don't say we're giving away our choices, but don't focus on only that. Yes, meet the Shadchanim, that's important. But get out there. Eighty percent of the Shaduchim are from a friend that knows someone, someone that thought of you, someone that now where you just went someplace, be out there. Just get out there. Arvnissa, what would you say to that? 
it's you know I, I you know my point of view it's really uh about uh, the you know the the shatchanim and everything i said you say 80% i would say 90 100% is not from the shat from the kadosh Baruch Hu. the shatchanim is only somehow messenger and uh, helping you know but most of the shiduchim as we know uh it's coming from you know different direction and and really i'm not uh, exaggerate about I, I don't want to put the shatchanim down it's they have their own tafkid, they have on the place to do. But many times I feel that everybody, as you say, emuna, emuna, believe and believe, believe that Kadosh Baruch Hu knows what he's doing. And all the girls and all the boys that sitting and waiting and this desperate and that believe that the, in the right moment, in the right time, you will get your own shidduch on this one one inch before and one second before. This is the Kadosh Baruch Hu want, you know. Yes, we have time that we are thinking ourselves somehow very important and we're pushing our like The Gemara is talking about many times about it, you know, that uh, a person can lose his own shidduch, his own, his own uh, uh, benzuk. But is if I say number one, you know, and I agree, greatly, great believe on this. I believe yeah. and talk with our Avinu Shabashamayim. You know what it called? It bodedut, and talk, talk from your heart. If you cannot yeah. talk, write it down. Write it down. Kadosh thank you very much. I am now single. I know that this is you. I depend on you. Please find me the shidduch. Please find it. You know. And you repeat it every day, and you will see that you will get it um, very quickly. And I'm telling you, we saw so many girls and so many boys who basically practice this kind of uh, or I call it meditation or whatever. Just connect yourself to our Avinu Shabbat to our source of of Chesed, and That's it's right. working. It's and working beautifully. I'd like to read two messages. Just yes. what you're saying. We, literally about, yeah, please. Yes. Well, about shall we take it? Explain it, yeah. Okay, shall we take a listeners and go back to the, uh, okay? Sure. Okay. So let's go read over here one of the messages okay. that we got. Okay. Ideally a boy, and Arvnis, I want to hear your opinion because yes. I have my answer pretty clearly. Ideally a boy should be emotionally healthy and calm before he gets married. Marriage isn't a doctor. Okay, so they're admitting yes, to that. Yes. That if a boy or a girl have emotional issues, stop marrying them off. How comes? However, can we ever say that an unhappy or sometimes anxious boy needs to get married in order to feel more happy and calm? Is there a way to know when that's the case? So saying, okay, so this boy's got some <laughs> sadness, some anxiety, but when he gets married, he will feel calm. Please wake up. These questions almost hurt me. No, what happens is you've got a boy. Now, let's go to be clear. You're using the word unhappy. Everyone is unhappy on times, including me. That's part of being alive. It means we're going to have stress and we're going to be unhappy. Unhappy isn't a reason a person shouldn't get, shouldn't get married. Anxious, there's something called nervous. Someone could get tense when life gets hard. That's normal. We hope they're not yelling, we hope they're not screaming, but notice the words. I wonder if you're saying this person could sometimes, let's say, be depressed, where this person, let's say, doesn't show up to star him on time, to, to, not on time, a guy doesn't show up to say their first Seder and he's waking up very late, which talking about 11, 12 o'clock. Or this guy get anxious, he's got fears. 
Is it now? Notice your words. Are you asking could they get married? Maybe inform the wife or the husband, the if you choose to do that to the person. But notice the words that you're asking. Is this a way that sometimes anxious needs to get married in order to feel more happy and calm? Will marriage make them more happy and calm? Absolutely, 1,000% no. It might work for the first two, three months of marriage, and then it's going to start. She isn't doing this for me, so I'm not happy. She's not doing that for me, so I'm not happy. If you want to sort of find a way that they got that, let's say that, of course, everyone's got issues, so of course we'll see out to the Shmaya. As we continue growing, as we continue growing through marriage, we get stronger and better. And is, anyone, is everyone supposed to have all the assignments of life worked out before you get married? Absolutely not. That's why we're young, and we got a whole life, another 100 to 120 to get there. But notice your question. You're using the words unhappy that I would like to touch it to depression and anxiety. Will they get better through marriage? Absolutely not. Anxiety and depression is a certain way of thinking that needs to be taught and addressed. Once you change it, then it will change. Now, do you want to teach them while they are on the raceway? Do you want to fix a car while the engine is running? Or would you rather hold on, stop the engine while they're still a bacher, work or the girl, work on their issues, and now when they're married, they'll be able to get married? I'm looking at it as a therapist, and maybe I'm reading like Gemara Shprach into this text. That maybe you look at it differently. Let me just read those words again. However, can we ever say that, that an unhappy and sometimes anxious boy needs to get married in order to feel more happy and calm? Is there a way to know when that's the case? It's, I, Am I, I reading too much into Ravnison or no, not? No, no. I, th- I think it's you're right 100% because we don't... Uh, people are diagnosing with, with a polar, you know, uh, bipolar or, the, the, uh, you know, by, by uh, something. That, that's what the, the point here, to find where it's unhappy. It could be that, yes... A man has a, a hormone situation, and when he is above the teenagers, and he is, is sometimes is tense, is has a lot of issues about it. As, as the woman has the issues with hormonal situation, so we cannot just justice because he sometimes is is uh, sad or is upset. Or is, we have to find all the 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 line and try to put some kind of tricky question. To the person that crossed the, the 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 table when you're talking, you know, just see yeah. what what the, the reaction about it. For example, a people a person that is a tight, it, it doesn't like to spend money. This, or, or is jealous person is could be very very dangerous. You know, I is is you, I want to read, read one of the texts here. You know the the topic. Yeah. You know, uh, I am less than six months married. Right? You saw this text? Yes. 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 And this is very important to tell the, the, the people, you know, that suddenly a, a person felt a trap in, in a so-called uh, a golden a cage. Person is writing how painful they are. They are married for six months, and every single day has been pure, pure, pure pain. Yes. Yes, and, and now that they have to face how to overcome. We, we can, uh, many, many, you know, according to Chiloni or according to the Goish, you said, okay, you feel pain, go away, divorce, and bye-bye, start off. But it won't help you because the next stage it will be the same exactly problem. They have to either you grow up together and build together your life and overcome. You know, we spoke about the couple that has, uh, the, 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 the spouse is sick, uh, mental sick and how to overcome and how to continue. And you you told us a story about a person that basically took upon himself therapy 
to know how to deal with his spouse uh, or that is sick and, and in denial, right? Yes. So this is a way of create completion. You know, something that, you know, something you give more, you take a little bit less, and just working, it's not something, it's, 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 a, it's a, a one big hug and yeah. create something very beautiful because this is all idea, all idea that one time a, a, a man take over and a woman take over. So it, we don't know this, but the person that's going to Shidduchim and thinking and found himself, oh, now this is the, the best chatan, the best kala that we have here. What, who are we uh, that to decide it, you know? And the parents pushing, oh, he's, he's a well, very well, she's a very well, so you can take it, you can leave it. It's not working like this. Professor, let me ask you, I've read two messages that we've got. I've got two messages over here, and it's almost a different topic, but it's still the same awareness. I just want to read this question, because we're not over here to bash parents that aren't listening to their kids, but I just want to read the messages, because this is, we got that one that someone's married for six months. Every single day is is in pain because they were forced into a marriage that they weren't interested, the parents forced them. Here's another one. My parents married someone that the outer looks bothered me from the first minute. I couldn't stand my parents. They forced me into the marriage. I wasn't interested in marrying into his type of a family. I just wanted to marry someone different. I can't stand his family. I can't stand his type. And I can't stand that I'm married to him. Rabbi Shalaylam, parents, let's wake up. What are we doing? And we know this happens all the time, all over. Do we want our kids feeling that because we got a moment of fame? Now, I know this isn't the topic about parents doing. We're just looking to create over here healthy shidduch, but let's just create the awareness. If your kid is saying no, ask your kids, are you interested? This is going on. If they not, don't force it. Don't push them. Don't try to convince them. You know, now, I want to go back to our topic, yes. which is a t question that we got over here on the topic. So, again, the number to call in is okay, 718 to ask yes. your question about dating, 718 Text your question about Shadokham. Now, someone sent in that huge, long message, like 40 lines, five times, but it's all about pain that you're going through. And since we never take text, now they're sending everything. I want to keep it to the Shadokh concept. So please, only if it's about dating, not about pains of marriage. We're not talking about the difficulties in your marriage because we're getting tons of those messages. No. We're talking about dating and how to put the best... Okay, we are going to be uh, back in a minute. Uh, we lost uh, one second technical problem. Basically my fault. So that's... Uh, Yes. Okay, so, okay, I'm sorry, this is uh, my fault. Sure. Uh, in the board, so many, uh, you know, right now that's trying. So we have Mrs. A, okay? Okay, let's Mrs. A, yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we hear you. Thank you for talking about this, this needed topic. It's been a while that we need this in our community, this topic, that nobody wants to talk about it. So my question is, how do you deal with you know, community saying to you, it's time, don't you think it's time for you to get out there and get moving? And mentally, some people are not ready to take the plunge, so to speak. Yes. Yes. So how do you tell them it's none of your business and gave Excellent. Very simple. Now, 
Now, I would like to shift that just to show how many of us have that already. We just need to use that in Shadduchim. So, so what, let, basically, basically, what I tell some of these people is, thank you for your advice. I hear what you're saying. I'll take that into consideration. Yes, that's so one way. I'm throwing it back to them, you know what I'm saying? Brush them off, but, you know... Why should people come over to you and say, are you going out? Is it your business? No. Well, no, but let's, can, let's do a shift. Let's just try a little shift. When people ask, again, I don't mean to defend, so first I'd like to validate your feeling. Now let's understand. So what you're saying is, let's say someone is dating, or someone's in the shidduch process, or they don't feel ready yet, and now family members or friends start feeling, oh, you really could do it. And I, I have one or two people in mind where everyone is telling them, you look so good, you're being, you're successful financially, therefore, like, and again, this is like an older girl that's working, so like everything looks great, and I happen to know some of the emotional issues that they're working through, and they're not ready for marriage. Now, right. the world sees the outside successes, that this is a, a smart girl, someone that looks good, someone that is successful financially, someone that can speak to so many people, but they don't know the one or two traumas that this girl is walking around with. Now, Correct. we want to realize that the world doesn't have to understand that. What we want to be comfortable is just like say, really thank you for your advice, because what they mean to say is, I really care about you. If they wouldn't care about you, they would not be making a comment. The issue is that some people are missing some seichel hayash, are missing some common sense exactly. how to approach it. But the no, answer is still, I really people, appreciate it. Or, excuse me, some people just need to feed the yentecrates. That's right. Beautiful. <laughs> and what I tell people, you know, if I don't want to be nasty to them, what I'll tell them is, thank you for your advice. I'll, I'll take it under advisement. Beautiful. Because, because I Excellent. find a lot of the times that, especially doing this the second time around, does not get easier the second time around doing this. It gets much, much more difficult the second time around dating. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. unless somebody has uh, an answer, an answer, a concrete uh, thing, or knows you intimately, they should not be discussing this with you. Yeah. But again, we want to thank those people for moving for thinking of us and for caring of us and that's why they want to help us we could tell them look if they do it more than once you could go this topic is a bit of a is something i really don't want to discuss with you so thank you for bringing it up but now it's time to you know but now you want to read me a shidduch you can read a shidduch yes i'd like to read a great we've got now a couple of great messages that came in i'm happy that we're now raising the bar and it's being that i appreciate the call by the number to call in is 718 yes 683 and again we're taking callers regarding shidduchim so here's one question i love that we got i'm the type of girl who's comfortable in her own skin aware of my chasrinus and who i am i feel that although i'm not arrogant i'm my confidence throws guys off means people are afraid of my confidence what's an approach to keep self-awareness and confidence without causing disconnect discomfort to others wonderful question and this question is that if someone is strong they know they know their mileage they talk on dates they're speaking what's happening is 
Sometimes boys are very afraid of that, and it's true. And I would tell it to you the other way around as well. What? I had someone recently tell me that he was on a date with a girl, and he sort of used the word, oh, they're talking about a certain singer, and said, oh, this singer is crazy. And the girl said, how could you use a word, such a strong word, about a Yiddish person? And they were pretty clear that they weren't for each other. It means be yourself. Allow yourself to be yourself. Don't hide who you are. If you're dating boys that aren't confident, or part of the things you'll be telling them is a shadchan, and part of the things when people will be asking you for a shidduch, or what are you looking for, you'll say, you know me. I say my thoughts. I say my opinion. Yes, you can try to be at the first or second date a little easier, because sometimes people appreciate a personality once they get to know it. They might be afraid in date one, so you put on more of a different or you tame down your energy. But by date four, you've got to be yourself, and if the boy is afraid of that, then he's not for you. So yes, maybe in the first five minutes you might be your strong personality, and also someone doesn't know you might get concerned or might get blown away. Hey, what's coming? But... But what we want to recognize is that be yourself. Harv Nissen, do you agree that on a date a girl, if she's confident, she shouldn't make herself weak? No. So boys should think that. She's got to be herself. But yeah. sometimes you've got to be able to balance the two. What do you say to that? It's 100%. The whole idea is to be yourself. To be yourself and try to find uh, what is the difficulty if he accepts you as you are. Or you maybe you find yourself a little bit over. Even to work about you on Midot. Or your characteristic to, to stay and calm down. And this is, again, again, we are facing marriage as a lifetime commitment. It's a lifetime obligation to each other. And sometimes you have to, we have to come down and up. You know, this is a play, the play. But you, you, you must be yourself. Must be yourself. And even just fa- tell the, the Bahu or tell the, the girls, what is you think, what is your negative side? What is your pro and con? represented this in, in the way that people understand what 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 it's all about you know that she will understand he will understand that he's facing this kind of characteristic you can tell it listen i'm very very demanding i'm very uh, uh, dominant person i'm uh, and you're quiet and that's that's how you you put yourself on you know on the line see what the reaction yeah. on the other side Harvest, how would you deal with this question? I got it on the other thing. I'm an older single in my 30s and do not want to get married for certain reasons, but how do I get my mother off my back? I have a whole different view of this. What would you say to this message? I, I, think, I think that it, this older person has to take care of, about himself. And I, I would say mother, stay say, on her back. Yes. That's, <laughs> in other that's, words, mother, we, can't, we parents, we've got to be able to tell our children, I accept if you have issues and you're working on it, I will stay patient, but work on it. Working However, it, not working on it is not acceptable. Uh, I tell you, at, uh, many times, I don't know if the person has maybe different issue, but he has to come overcome his issue because the whole idea to be a Jewish person, you cannot complete yourself without a spouse. You cannot be a person, but complete now, person. Hashem doesn't send you your this. spouse or the right shidduch, which Hashem does, that's his higher chashbainas, but... To say you don't want to get married because of certain issues means you've got to learn how to overcome those issues. That's what we're here for. Yes. This is no question. I'm with you the same. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's okay. the thing I'd like your help on this one. There's another question that we got over here. Can you discuss some strategies a boy or girl can use to detect whether prospective shidduch is emotionally well about midas from 
you got that. You, Baruch Hashem, married off several children. What was the thing that, that let's say, and I'm sure some of them came back from a date, so you don't have to share it, what, or which one, yes. but I'm sure there were some stories, because I've got some ideas that I would like to share, but I'd like you to go first. What are some tips that you would recommend for people in Shaduchim how to recognize on a date if they're the right ones or not, or if they have Balmidos, if there are some emotional issues? You know, you know. First of all, that's the the, the first uh, you know knocking on the door and you know represent himself. You know, see see our uh, air, see what what happened. Uh, you know, during this moment, uh, what kind of you know you're supposed to see a little bit fear, a little bit shy. You know, if you don't see it and you see the guy, the guy is very arrogant, very this. I would be uh, ver very careful about this issue. Second, you see, if the guy uh, follow your daughter, because uh, by, by us, you know, that uh, we yes, see they only... Walk you to the door. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They... yeah. Uh, to walk, open the door of the car uh, and see, now we, we have to see that now you you met him in the, in the, or in the cafe, in the hotel, you know, in the, in the, in the lounge. Yeah. And you see, it is offered to pay. Is a, what what kind of if if you look at the bills and oh it's so expensive so it means something you know you know a little bit uh, stingy you know this this small stuff and be yourself and try to be even even you know I know that it's not mekubal that the girls offer to the, the boy to to pay maybe maybe you need them you know you need the help you know see. How it's working back and forth, back and forth. It's, it's a game. It's a game. Many times you find a good actress, you know, actor, actor or actress that they coming and present themselves uh, such a nice balemi dot. But this is you have to read in between the line. It's difficult, difficult. That's why you have to call a friend. And most of the times, I would say that the friends and the, the rabbis or the teachers or morot would say a beautiful picture, you know. Pink, beautiful roses around it. Oh, it, it this is gorgeous. He's the best guy. A... Read between the uh, read between the line. See how we uh, how we uh, if you can talk somebody was from the dormitory if he was in yeshiva or she was in a seminar. That is this small issue about what kind of personality if she's if he or is she volunteers an organization, how much is activity. What is the, the, you know, all this stuff is building and for what you call forensic, forensic evidence uh, yeah. as the ev evidence, you know? So let me go ahead and repeat what you said because I added on a couple of them from what you did, but I loved what you said. So number one, uh, not one, I just wrote them in different things. Ask friends. Check out when you're on the date, is he cheap or even is she cheap? Let's say are certain things like, oh, why do you give a tip or, you know, so much? When they make decisions also, first see if he's arrogant. See if he cares about you. How is he talking? Like, does he let you speak? Is he busy talking about himself the whole time? There's one of those jokes where a guy is talking a half hour about himself on a date. He goes, you know something? Enough about me talking about me. Now let me hear what you think about me. <laughs> you know? So these are all topics. Another thing to recognize is, as you said, asking friends. Was there a laughing? Was there a connection? Today's days, the boys and the girls, they have a date a game on the date, which you want to know a little about the other person. Like it says, tell, like name three things that you want to see, three things where you want to go to, three things that bother you or you feel uncomfortable. They are that. Number, t number. I want to mention a point that every person I dealt with on in the marriage work, they would always tell you, we saw some warning signs, but we didn't discuss it. means 
everyone is going to have some little issue, something. If they're allowed to have it. But what's important is for you to discuss it because that might be okay with you and you'll grow through that. Most of the times the difficulty is when you had the warning signs and you buried it. You go, nah, it's not true, or someone told you it's not true. Or another difficulty is when you see the boy has or the girl has a chasarna too, but you're saying it's so much easier to be married to them than to be in my house. I want to run away. And that's where the problem starts. So let's understand. Is the person nice? Is he considerate? Does he have personality? Are you able to connect? Are you comfortable with the quietness? Is this person someone that is considering you? Means are they cheap? And cheap might be two people that want to save money that you're both in the same on the same mind frame. So it's not either cheap. Are you agreeing to things? Do you guys have similar goals? Do you have certain similar dreams? Do you want to be very close to family, not close to family? You'll even discuss like areas like what where you like things like that. You'll see if the personalities are matching. At the fifth or sixth date, you're going to start having enough of a profile set up, and you're going to have two, three concerns. At date five and six is when you start bringing up the more inner concerns. Arvindson, do you want to take a call or a two? Yes, or yes, we we'll go. We have, we have, we have two callers online. I wait patiently, so we'll start with the with, uh, with um, uh, Mrs. A, okay? And okay, we have Miss A also online, so we'll start with Mrs. A. Hello, you're on there. Hello, you're on the air with Mordechai and Arvindson. Hello. Okay, so we'll go to Miss A. Miss A, you're yep. on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi, thank you for taking the call. My pleasure. Um, so I am in Shadduchim now, and I have um, a diagnosis of physioaffective disorder, and I'm wondering whether I am ready to go out and get married. Can you educate me on what that disorder means? It's basically like a combination of certain um, symptoms from bipolar and schizophrenia. Right. And what is your therapist or psychiatrist telling you? Um, well, I have gone out, um, and I'm in the Parsha, and they're telling me basically just to see what happens. Good. And are you ready at a certain date to disclose that to the boy? Um, I am. Like I got, I got a uh, like a directive from a Ross to tell them on third date, which right. I haven't gotten to. Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So the first step to get to marriage is through dating. You're on the process. Excellent. Um, and I would like to re- to be machazik you. Keep on going. Don't hold back. Don't listen to anyone that tells you anything. Yes. Merit Hashem, you know, keep on going. That's all I can tell you. I'm so proud of you to call in, and I know what that diagnosis is, or I should say. But I'm glad you shared this with everyone because people go, oh, we can't say, we can't do this, we can't. No, oh, not. no. It's definitely yes. not <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's, it's not. Um, basically what it is is that um, I have the bipolar type. So um, it's when you have, um, like, mood swings, which could be, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's not 
very often. Um, and then you could have like, like certain like. For me, I have um, like. Uh, like, uh, what's it called? <laughs> um, paranoia. Yeah. So, like, Can I just jump. thank you for being on air and just saying and listening to everyone out there? There are people calling up or coming to me. Oh, I think I have a little anxiety. I think I have a little OCD. And, and, and busy with why they can't get married, they can't get married. I'm busy telling them, yes, you can. Just be open. Keep on dating. I so appreciate your call, your awareness. You're a leader. I want you to realize that. You're calling in and you're saying, yes, you're in the process. Yeah, and it's not easy. Like, you know, the suggestions that I get, one, one if, I, if the chaplain knows, I usually don't tell the chaplain, but, um, like, right now I'm dealing with a shidduch where um, he keeps calling me and we met online, so he thinks it's okay to call me which I don't feel comfortable with yeah. um, at this point because it's really, it's, he came here to see me, but my parents did the research and decided he's not for me. Um, so I'm dealing with that right now. Like, what do I, like, is it okay to ignore him? I, I would say, that, first of all, I would say that uh, I'm sorry that I'm jumping over. No, I think that, um, so I'm, I'm saying that I think I think that like this. First of all, dating online is a, is a, is a huge problem. I would say. Thank you. I right you right away, disconnect yourself. Disconnect yourself. I know that you feel like a desperate and you have some issue and just you can't communicate with social media and all this. It's not a way. You you don't know who's standing behind the the, the line and what kind of creepy, with all the respect, person over there. So disconnect this, uh, this issue, and all that, unless you're and really... Just to go along those lines, there are, I know, I think they are good, I know they have certain programs where there are people in out of town, where there it's approved, where you know you're dating a healthy person, where they have it, so then they do have it. Again, it's in a very few places, but those are supervised, you know what's happening. Yes. You know, it's a process. You're screened, the boys and the girls. They even have sometimes through Skype. I know where they have that Shaduchim. I'm not going to go into the details, but there's a lot of innovation that's being done for people in out of town and other areas like that because it's hard. There's a lot of innovation, but over there, again, it's supervised. You know what's happening. You know, this, this sort of thing that we are thinking about in Jared Radio, but also it's very important to understand online is a failure. I'm talking about the non-control sites. It's failure to, to, to control. Even with the control side, it's, you have so many people that are a little bit twisted. So you just, and I, I would say this, and beside the point, beside the point, I don't know as a lacha way, if, if somebody has an as a, as a illness or something is, is supposed to be addressed in the first, otherwise it's called chatul uh, basag, uh, you know what, you know, that mekach betaut, you know that it's something that you cannot. Uh, this this is something that you have to basically consult the rabbi and talk about it and the other shatchanim. And it's not easy. You know, I want to tell you that uh, from uh, I'm looking from a, a other perspective. 
if we're talking about the medical situation, is a Sarai Meno would never married uh, Avraham Avinu because she, she has a, a, a defect. And uh, so, many, so many people that are as, as so-called healthy defect, and they married and they, they overcome all the defects. So don't be, uh, you know, misunderstanding uh, me or something. I would think that I would be working on the Emunah and working on the, again, uh, talking with uh, our Father in heaven. And it will send you the, the Shaliyah. And beside this, many times, many times, find yourself some occupied things to do and working and lift yourself spiritually and get out from your situation. Here we got another text. Yes, thank you. I'm listening for like what you sent over and over. Like we deal with this over and over in each of the programs, but let's just try again and, and just like see this again. Thank you for your show. I've been in Shaduchim for a number of years, but she's not healthy. How do I talk to without hurting her? Very sensitive feelings. Well, it's very hard to do that. How do you help someone without hurting their feelings when they are hurt already? So that's what's really happening. They're hurt. Yes. It's, it's, so it's, there it's, is no simple answer. The question is, will you have your parents open up to her and tell her, look, you've got emotional issues, so you've got to take care of yourself, and things have got to get done? That's one option. Another option is for... Uh, another option is for you to be strong enough to say, look, sister, I'm going to mention this once, but I feel you've got issues and you've got to work on your issues and that's why you're not married. Now, she might be upset at you and you've got to be ready for all that. It's a choice that you've got to be ready for or you can remain quiet. There are no simple answers to questions when people have issues and they're in denial. Or as I always say, you go for help, you get yourself cleared up, even though you're only the sister, you will find how many times your parents might be leaning on you. What do we do about her? Are there shadokha for her? Why aren't people calling? And it's our job to try to help them not to stay enablers, not to stay in the path where they're able to remain in denial. But that's, there aren't simple answers to these difficult questions that are being asked. So, if this one, do we go to Mrs. T? Yes, please. Let's go to Mrs. T. Hi. Um, how would you advise a Hasidish girl or boy who has a limited amount of time, like say an hour or two, sitting across the dining room table, to make the most of that hour and figure out if the person that she's meeting is the right one? Good. Let's try and let's rephrase that question. In the Litvish system, there is a pressure that you've got 10 dates, let's say between 6 and 10 dates, where you've got to make a decision and you want to make sure that based on the knowledge that you have, you think you're going to be able to overcome all issues and you'll be able to make a large percentage of it. You'll be able to make sure that you'll be able to hit it well. And therefore, you want to make sure, you want to go through some of the biggest topics and issues that are coming out there and you want to discuss it to make sure you'll hit it. The Hasidic system is a little bit different. You've got an hour or two, one b'show or two b'shows max to do it. The topic of what you want to discuss is, or see is, can you have a discussion? Not what is your hashkaf and this and this, because you know that in advance. You're either marrying in the same kehilos or in the same upbringing with the same knowledge. So most of that is there. Also, the main time is a lot younger, so there's a lot less of people being more rigid in what they want. So the topics are more, are we getting along? Like, did we have a good conversation? Many times they talk about things that they liked when they went somewhere. If they talk about 
if they were in Eretz Yisrael, one of the trips that he did, one of the Chalamay trips, if it's that where they went, where the family went. Um, sometimes it's who's a favorite brother or a sister or something that they really enjoy about their family. And you find what do you say you can have a, a conversation with anybody for an hour? Like, you could get along. You can meet someone on a bus and talk to them for an hour. You could get have a conversation with anybody. How do you know in that one hour? If Let's rephrase it. Are you supposed to know that in the Hasidish system? Let's be clear. Let's be open. That's, is that the goal that a person after one hour is able to say, yes, I want to spend the rest of my life, life with them in the Hasidish system? Is, that how it's, is the Hasidish system of a show of one hour, is that meant to see, can we work out all our disagreements? Do we have similar shkafas? Do we want to live in the same areas? Do we want to have, do, do we want to be close to our parents or do we want to be distant from our parents? Means do we want to live right next to them? Do we want to move away? What type of parnasa do you plan on making? Do you have in mind to sit how many years in Kail or not? The Chesidisha system, these decisions or issues that are in the Litvisha system where the boy and girl have to work it out. Will the girl work or won't she work? Does she want to be a career girl or not a career girl? These are not discussed. These decisions don't have to be made for a 17-year-old girl and an 18-year-old boy or an 18-year-old boy and an 18-year-old girl. They're different systems. They're very different. You're looking for different. You're looking for compatibility. And many times when I work with a lot of the Hasidic couples that they have marriages, they go, yeah, on that little bit show and we're together. It was quiet the whole time. The Hasidic system has got, is, let's look at the milus of the system. They don't have a, a, a shidduch crisis that we have in the Litvish system. Do you know so what that means? Guide, how do you guide your daughter who's going to have that show? and what to look for in that hour. Well, let's, let's clarify. Instead of going what she should look for, first we want to reassure her. We looked at a boy that the family is a good family. We looked for a boy that is a Balamidos. We looked for a boy that is learning. We looked for a boy that either if the girl needs more personality, he's got personality. Or we looked for a boy that you need someone that's more quiet, that's more quiet, that will be able to be with you. We looked, we'll share with her all the milas that are there. Now you're going for an hour on the Bisho and see how you connect with him. It's a boy and a girl different. Were you able to have a conversation? Talk about something that you liked. If it's summertime, talk about something you did on the summer. See if he can hold a conversation. See if he's sharing a similar like. Does he have a story? If he was too quiet, did it bother you? If she was too loud, did it bother you? All right, let's recognize in the, in the Hasidic system, the, many of the huge issues are taken care of ahead of time. Right. And to be more exact, most of the Shaduchim, once it comes to a Bishot's time, I, would, I don't want to shoot a number, but let's say 8 out of 10 Shaduchim work out. So it's more, is there a problem that you met when you spent on the time? Now, right. I want to clarify, I'm not saying every, any system, anyone should do the other system. I'm not saying that. I want to be very clear. There are miles to the Chesusha system, miles to the Litvisha system, and each place has got to do their system. You know, the Hasidic system, as we know, that basically, as you said, the parents and the, the uh, community is taking care of most of the problem, uh, most of the things, you know, that I, and 99% the girls know the Bakur and the Bakur know the girls from, you know, the, 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 the family, not the, the boy and the girl yeah, actually yeah, know yes, each other. They, yes, don't each, know each they know each other, other from the families. They know the families. They know oh, the yeah, families. They know. went with his boy's brother in the same yeshiva. We know ex- the family. We know a first cousin that married into them. It's, ex- it's, a, it's a very cozy system where you know what you're getting into. And this is something that, you know, this, this is the, the parents here has to bring it on the table. Basically, that's what, what it's working. 
And the girls, and the, yes, if it's total uh, discomfort and they, they, they don't find it, the, the parents has to know to back up and say, it's not working for my daughter and not push it, you know, or my, my son. It's not one push it because he is, is a Hashuva's uh, fa- family and she's from, from a low-grade family, you know. But, but this is the something that uh, the parents have to put it and see how it's going, you know, how it's working. And uh, above all, also... And I do want to mention one other point, which is sometimes, again, as we start, almost coming a full circle that we had with the dating coaches when we started off the program mentioning dating coaches, which is important. In the Hasidic system, you don't have to have a dating coach because the shidduch is pretty much going to happen when you know it's safe. Many times the boys and girls, there are so many doubts going on, and sometimes they discuss it with the parents. Sometimes there's a little bit of fear. You just want to discuss it with someone, and you just need someone to tell you, this is good, go ahead. That's many times where the Rabbanim come in, where the boys would speak to their Rebbe, the Magachia, they're close, the Magachia tells them, everyone is afraid. Do you know how scary, they use it the term sometimes where you've got to take the plunge. Take the plunge is like when you've got to sort of like jump off the, jump off the, jump off the cliff. Even when the boy and girl, they came to that date, they're ready to get engaged. And they go, oh, I'm so scared. I have to make the choice completely on me that, yes, we are going to get married. So this is a shidduch forever. Do you know how scary that is? And, yes, they need that little guidance, that little push. Take the plunge. And that's why I am a big believer in a dating coach telling you this is normal. We have it a thousand boys. Like, that's what we coach them. And just, of course, the boy or the girl have to feel safe, but you're reassuring them this is a normal problem. I once met someone that he was an accountant. He's telling me by date one, he, most girls he doesn't continue because based on the process of the date one, he doesn't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to build. And I go, no, 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 no. Date one is not an accounting where you add up what you like, what you don't like. Dating, you've got to also let some of the emotions to build up, meaning you're going to have to let it go to date one, day two, day three. You can be aware what you like. You can be aware what you don't like that much. And then as the date starts to happen, there's also some emotions that will come in where you felt comfortable, where they said something, so it didn't bother you that much. Yeah. Yes, uh, you mentioned a very important point that the rabbi is involved there in this shidduchim uh, a lot. That's right, and it's important because there yes. are many times the coaching. So you need the parents pushing the yes or the no, whatever the parents are pushing, so you have the parents' input, and then you've got the dating coaches or the magachirim, the teachers, the rabbitsons, whoever it is that they speak to the mechanechas that they're close to, and that's important. Okay. Um, someone sent me over here a message to clarify. It's some Hasidish systems, they even they go on the show three, four times, and it's three hours each. I, I want to clarify that I deal with many, many different kehillahs in the Hasidish system, and I really don't know. If, can you please tell me, whoever sent that message, which Hasidus you belong to, that Likat they do three dates each, three and four bishos. I I'm just not aware of that. No means I'm not saying it's not true, but I deal with almost across the board, and I haven't seen a Hasidus that officially does four b'shows, three to four b'shows officially, and each b'shows three to four hours. So just please share with me, and I would appreciate that. Okay, we'll go to Mrs. R. Mrs. R. on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yeah, thanks for bringing up the Shadikum topic. I'm wondering if you can discuss a little bit about Shadikum second time around, like, whatever. Oh, thank you. That is a great topic. Harav Nissen, what do you say to that? You're talking about uh, second marriage, right? Yes. 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 A very, very big topic, you know. 
Yeah. Get, yeah, especially when you have travel from the first time or whatever. That's right. That is exactly the difficult part. So let's clarify. As it is when you've got to go through Shadduchim, it's painful. It's doubts. It's fears. Maybe things won't work out. Maybe things won't happen. You need to make a decision. Now imagine when you've got to make a decision based on past pains. It means, oh, I did this and this happened. Or you're on a date and the person forgot to open up the door once, let's say. Or he was on the date and he got tense because he got an important phone call or something at business that stopped. And also, oh, hey, he got angry. Maybe it's a sign that he's always going to be angry, like my first husband or like my first wife. And then we start building up, and the solution is to, to date and to discuss it with them. And if the person says, now nah, it was a mistake or I wasn't angry, those are red lights. If the person says, I really had a stressful day, but thank you for bringing it up, I'll try not to. And then you see you still date some more because this is a major warning sign. If you see some of those stuff, you continue dating. Now, here I will say, in the Hasidish system, second marriages, they do date a lot more. And part of the reason is because of once you've gone through a trauma, now the system is a little bit defined, so some, is a little bit changed. So sometimes it does stay the same, but sometimes it is changed, specifically for that reason. So let's be aware, second marriages, you want to be on top of it, you want to pay attention to your warning signs, you have experience, but at the same time, you want to make sure that before you've dated, I personally believe that you should have gone to a therapist to work out some of the traumas, some of the, war, some of the fears that you might have. So that's just my opinion, that you don't bring your old issues stuck into the new marriage. Okay, thank you. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, 100%. That, uh, I don't think that anyone who got divorced or widowed should get married before trying therapy. At all. It's not yeah. I, I, like, I don't think that that's something somebody, yes, anyone And we want to clarify why exactly, because we don't want to bring the issues of our of first marriage into the second marriage. So let, let's give one more example of a trauma. Let's say someone was in a marriage where the husband or the wife was always depressed. So now if the husband comes home, the second husband comes saying, oh, I had a hard time, or I had a hard day today. Oh, no, you can't have a hard time. You're supposed to be the man. You're supposed to be strong. All of a sudden, his husband feels, what's going on with her? And every time he wants to share, he wants a little bit of understanding from the wife. Or every time the wife says, oh, you know, it was so hard. We had a hard day. If it's a mixed marriage, means the kid's from here and from there and from all over. And so, oh, I had a hard day. No, 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 you can't complain. That was my first wife did, and she was always down and depressed. No, no, no. We don't want to put a new husband or a new wife into the pain that we went through when it's a normal thing to say, when they're allowed to get the chizuk. But if we don't want acknowledge that we're coming with some baggage, if we don't clear up some of the baggage from our first marriage, then how in the world will we ever help the next situation? Great. Thank you. Arv Nissen, who would you like to take next? Okay, we'll go to Mrs. Arv. Mrs. Arv on the air with Mordechai and Arv Nissen. Arv Nissen, wait, what, Mr. Mrs. Arv, you just hold. Arv Nissen, what would you say... What would be your recommendations for second marriages? I think that you, you first of all, just to not, not not look backwards. You know, when you look backwards and just apply to the the future, it's is not working at all. So just yeah. try uh, to try to take a forward and see uh, what what you're doing with you. Uh, we lost uh, we lost uh, Mrs. R. Yeah, Mrs. Okay, R. so okay. Uh, anyway, so we we'll talk about yeah. it. That uh, as many people just afraid, and we get many plenty of texts about it. That uh, they're yeah. afraid, they, they they don't want to do the mistake. 
what they did before, but they have experience. And what we we are human, we are Jewish, we are you know people that we're learning from our mistakes and we're learning from our the, our experience. So as as the lady, as you said before, that uh, yes, try to take some uh, therapies or overcome your trauma. It's a traumatic event. You know, unfortunately, uh, many of many of us passing this uh, traumatic event, and it's 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 very traumatic. It's not simple to go back, and many times the second marriage is failing very quickly because the people wasn't prepared. And I have a lot of friends that had, had this issue, and wasn't prepared to get a, a, a second marriage, and they get ex they want anxious to get remarried, and they did the same mistakes. So right. I, I would say that very, very read in between that line and every single meeting, just try to find right, the right match. Right. So I got a message of one of the clients here that's in the center and said, for second marriage, and this person is on a second marriage, was a very positive, healthy marriage. No, they did not come to me beforehand, but they told me the therapist what they went to ahead of time and how they worked out whatever issues, and this person still continuing doing inner growth. And what this person said, you give your second marriage, rule number one, make sure you and your future spouse went to therapy to clear up the past. And Baruch Hashem, I can tell you, this person has worked on their past and really made it, like, really worked and made sure the spouse did it ahead of time, before they were married, and their marriage is solid. They didn't come in with any, yes, a trauma means, yes, you're still concerned, but if you do things healthy in a short while, you can realize this is healthy. It means I want to clarify in a very important, I don't want anyone to feel blamed that, oh, if they're divorced, means they're a problem. It could be that there are many other issues that are going on, and it's extremely important for us to realize it can be your spouse that had the issue and you had no issue at all, but you went through a trauma through the situation till, it's the, till the divorce happened. Clear up your stuff. So I like that a lot. Okay, we okay. are going to, to uh, Mr. S. Mr. S. You're on with Mordechai and Herb Nissen. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yes, Mr. S. How is? Yeah. First of all, Herb Nissen and Mordechai, thank you very much for taking my call, and thank you very much for what you guys are doing. Yes. I'm also very, very proud that you brought up a good good subject about Shiduchim and especially the second marriage as well. Yeah. So my, my, my question is for you. I, I like the question that, that you answered the last time, that the second marriage has to go for therapy before they go for dating and everything. And some people, and especially the Hasidim, they're not so much into dating so much. But yeah, second marriage, they are going to date as well. So I would like to yep. share something that I... Hello? Yes, yes. So I would like to share something with you, if it's possible with you, especially you're talking about this subject. I just started with uh, doing Shaduchim for second marriage as well, for singles also, but for second marriage as well. If you want to give you a website, I'm sorry, the gym. Well, well, all right, Harvnissen, do you? I usually don't like promote certain stuff if I don't know who the person is and all that stuff. It's your choice, Rav Nissen. Uh, and I tell you, I, I, I prefer... I, know, I remember you asked me and we, no. we made up originally that we no, don't no. do it unless... We're not we going to do this. I'm sorry if you want to, to contact later or text us. We will consider to right, check. Rav Nissen will look into it and then we can mention it next time. I just know, Rav Nissen, we try very much for mm. people... Yeah, like... With all the respect... To we... And they take it... 
the Haskamba from Rav Nissen. Yes, it's and not from it's it's uh, from our Rabbanim. Yeah, we just cannot yeah. do something without checking, and you know, unfortunately, we have a lot of. Uh, I, I'm so apologize that the, the caller. Uh, we we trust you, but uh, we cannot trust anyone that uh, everyone that calling us, and we we have to uh, basically uh, to build our trust and to check everything in before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Uh, so what we're creating over here is that I also like the way you said second marriages. There are shatchanim that that specialize in that, and it's a great mitzvah because we need that. So it's so I'm I'm very impressed with that. Very 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 impressed. The follow up with a message that said that some some chassidish kehilas they go three four dates. So this guy's saying which kehilah it's from. We're not going to go into it because he says. Many parents in that kahila told the kids you could even go longer if you need to. So, A, okay, of course, for those listening that don't know that much about the Chassidish system, make it sound like you must do it. No, no, no. They're open. Every parent wants the happiness for their kids and understands what's needed. And definitely along those lines, the same thing is with the Litvisha dating system, that some kids will feel at date 7, date 8, they're ready. And some kids will need date 12 or date 13 or 14, and they'll give them that room. But if it's going too much, then the, kid, then the parents will start telling them, speak to your Rav, speak to the speak to dating coach, speak to something and help you get it. Because there's that extra that certain kids need, and then there is that, why do you need that extra? So each of those, again, depending on the person. Yeah, Harav Nissen. Yes, uh, I said that uh, you know right yep. now, it, I saw some a lot of uh, people are uh, very shy and <laughs> unfortunately, and yeah. this is a hopefully that uh, people will uh, be open more open about this uh, crisis. That's right. We'll get more and more people able to talk, and we'll be able to do this again and again yes. about shaduchim and looking, and maybe even we can once bring up because I see there's a lot of pain of pain in marriages of people that are, are, are in marriages that aren't healthy or start out unhealthy, what they can do, what they can do, what not the spouse should do, but what they should do, because we got a lot of those messages. But I like this concept about bringing up Shaduchim, what you can do, how to get more Shaduchim, what you can do, how to get more out there, what you can recognize what's happening out there. And I appreciate you, Harvness, and I appreciate all the callers for having another wonderful, amazing, beautiful program. Yes, thank you, Mordechai, and really appreciate uh, the, uh, the idea. And Be'ezat Hashem, we 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 be going to hammering this uh, issue of Shiduchim and uh, general, but it's very important to me and to Al Klal Amisrael. You know, all this we didn't touch a, a nothing comp on this issue, and we I, I hope I hope that uh, the the boys and the girls will be more participate and not the parents is important but I think that the boys and the girls that they have plenty of question and yeah. Hashem, we will we, we'll, we'll do a, we will continue this uh, uh, issue uh, yeah. Mordechai, Mordechai, thank you very much and all the best my pleasure yes cult of and have a, a great day thank Maybe. you